On today's Ding Corners, we continued the conversation we had last week on the MLB Top 100, and we used Slab Stocks Pro to help us out this week, looking at some of the same guys we talked about last week and comparing their markets. So sit back, relax, and enjoy today's Ding and Corners. Welcome, everyone, to Dane Corners, a baseball podcast powered by Slab Stocks. I'm your host, Nate, and today we're continuing the conversation. I said it in the preview. I'll say it again. We're continuing the conversation. So last week we had a 10-minute video. It's my first one back, and we talked about briefly about the new top 100 prospect list. Today we are going to look at about five of the guys I talked about last week. And we're going to look at Slapstocks Pro. If you don't know what Slapstocks Pro is, it's Slapstocks' own website where you can track data. It is getting better by the day. Is it a perfect product yet? No. Will it get there? Yes. Tomorrow on Slabstocks.com slash shop, we have football stuff going up for sale. I know some of you are not football guys. You're baseball guys. You're watching this. But... We have some Fanatics Optics and some Fanatics Prism stuff here, and we've got a couple uh, breaks, team breaks here for you to get in, along with Aaron's new Slab Stocks football packs, where it's a hand-curated set by him, and you buy in, and you should get somewhat close to the value you get and potential to get way more value out of the packs. It's a repack product. And so tomorrow I'm doing these breaks should be a very fun time. If you are into football, football is starting soon and you want to get in on a product. Here is your chance. So please, if you want to come join me tomorrow, Friday for the football breaks, buy in if you so desire. All right. So you can see here Slab Stocks Pro. If you haven't seen Slab Stocks Pro before, we got some interesting things that you need to know. So here is the price graph. We are on a six-month time period. Um, You can see what it is. So here's the card, Julio Rodriguez, Bowman Chrome Refractor Auto. And then you can tell what it is. It's not a rookie, but we got a rookie labeled there. Bowman Chrome, BGS 9.5. And so you can also see the title here. So if you're wondering what we're looking at and why it doesn't have the label up top, you can find the label here. So if it was a PSA 9, it'd say PSA 9, PSA 9, PSA 10. It would say PSA 10, PSA 10. You can see the price graph here, and then you can see, and we don't have actually, I don't think there's a price for, oh, there is one, okay. And then you can see the sales history. Um, Five years is a little bit deceptive. This obviously does not go back five years in price, but we are looking at the six-month one. We also have a number of other guys in here. But we will start with Julio Rodriguez. So last week, Julio Rodriguez became the number two prospect in all of baseball. Second to Adley Rushman. And Julio has been an absolute stud. So on the year, he's only played 51 games, but he's hitting 323 with a 416 on base and a 547 slugging good for a 964 OPS. As a 20-year-old, some of that coming in double A. Uh, 924 OPS in double A, if you're wondering. So he's been absolutely amazing. He played for his uh, 
home team in the Dominican Republic. Yeah, he played for his um, home team in Dominican Republic in the Olympics. And so that's why he only has 51 games this year. A lot of that. So he's an absolute stud, though. There's not much more I can say about him that isn't already said by him being the number two prospect in all of baseball. Now, here's the interesting thing, is that six months, BGS 9.5, we went all the way up to 16.57, and then we went down to 1000 bucks for this auto, which is an absolute steal. If I was buying in, if I had $1,000 at that time, definitely would have been the card to buy. And then we climb, climb, climb. Last sale is July 2nd, 2021. Obviously, a BGS 9.5 refractor auto. Not very common for being sold nowadays, especially with the number two prospect. That's usually the type of card that people hold on to. But 1600 bucks for this card and no sale in the last month. Now, remember that. $1,600 for the number two prospect in all of baseball for refractor auto. We move on to Marco Luciano, and he's the number five prospect in baseball. Also not a ton of sales, not a ton of sales, but let's look at his stats a little bit before we move on. And we are looking at two teams, a 270 on base in, in 88 games, a 270 on base, a 359 on, or 270 batting average, a 359 on base, and a 514 slugging, which is good for an 872 OPS. Now, that's a little bit deceptive because 70 of his games came in A-ball. He had a 930 OPS. 18 of his games have come in high A, and he only has a 641 OPS. Um, struggling a little bit there. Still getting on base at the same clip, just not making as much contact and not hitting for as much power. Now, that being said, you know, it's early. 18 games. You can't take much of that from a kid who's 19 in his first taste of a high A ball, where he is almost four years younger than league average. Now, Marco Luciano market. We're also looking at six months for a PSA 10, not a BGS 9.5, but a PSA 10 for him. And we are all the way up at one point on April 25th to $1,926, and then all the way down to $1,692. So this is interesting to me. A PSA 10... Sold for $92 more on July 19th of the number five prospect in baseball than a BGS 9.5 did of the number two prospect in baseball. So a PSA 10 for Julio Rodriguez would be way more expensive than a BGS 9.5. Despite the three positions, there is clearly a ton more confidence in Julio Rodriguez in the Bowman Crow market than there is in Marco Luciano. And I get that. Marco has the positional um, advantage over Julio, but Julio has the significantly better bat right now, and it's not even close. So Julio, interesting to me, $92 difference between both these cards, despite Luciano's being a PSA 10 and Julio's being a BGS 9.5. One of the many interesting things that we are going to look at today that just go to show you where people's minds are in the market and Julio significantly higher than Luciano in people's minds. And this Julio sold 
18 days earlier. So it could even be higher at this point. All right, number three on the list is Jason Dominguez, and he was the 17th ranked prospect in all of baseball. You got to remember last week, I kind of bashed him, like bashed him and Tristan Casas, who we are both going to be talking about. I bashed them because they really haven't done anything to deserve their high ranking spots. It's more just hype for them. And let's look at Jason Dominguez's numbers so you can understand what I'm talking about. Now, obviously, he was 16 years old. He was the highest paid player in the international draft, and he was nicknamed the Martian, but we didn't really know what he could do. Well, he finally gets called up to rookie ball this year after having to sit out last year because of COVID. And so he, we finally get a taste of him being stateside. He is an 18-year-old. He may be 19. He's 18 in 199 days. So he's 18 playing stateside ball. And in rookie ball, he only played seven games. He hit 200, the 407 on base, and a 200 slugging. Obviously not good, but he had six walks to six strikeouts. Nice to see. Because of that, not very good sample size, but probably the walks to strikeouts, he got called up to a ball. And in 27 games, 119 plate appearances, he has a 245 batting average, a 311 on base, and a 358 slugging, which is good for a 669 OPS. Better, better than the rookie ball, but still a 669 OPS is pretty bad. Now I get it. He's tooled up. He's massive. Uh, people are super excited to get to watch him play. Um, and there is so much potential in his future. But where does potential and the fact that he's just not performing well in rookie ball or a ball, where does that converge to make him the 17th ranked prospect? I don't know. I would have dropped him down the list. You know, potential is one thing. Performance is another. How much do you want to rank performance in a ranking list like this? Um, when you just have guys that sometimes have bad years, but you look up in two to three years and all of a sudden they're amazing. Look at Carlos Gomez. Took him years and years and years to become great in the majors. But once he was, his high prospect rankings were worth it. Um, and so Chase Dominguez is a weird in a weird zone where he's barely played any games, but he's performed really poorly. And it seems like the 17th, he was like 50th last year. And now he's moved up to 17th despite performing poorly. And so it seems like they're really high on hype here. And this is where I come in to disagreement with the MLB top 100 prospect list. I like the top five. I like the top 10 for most part. But when you get into these numbers, there's a lot of guys that have performed very well, very well. And I would have ranked them higher than Jason Dominguez. Put him down to like the 50s, give him a decent spot. And then if he starts performing better, move him up and be like, look, we always had him on here. Middle of the pack, really good. But now you move him up to 17 and he performs poorly, it looks pretty bad. <clears throat> but let's look at his market. We're looking at six months here and we're looking at a BGS 95 refractor auto. And look at this hype. You know, we're talking about hype. The hype was insane in March. $3,655 for a guy that hadn't proven anything yet. And it was based just on hype. And then we dropped. And then we dropped a little bit more. Weird outlier price here. Rose. Rose again. And then a slow drop. And there haven't been too many sales. $2,500 on June 19th. 
and then even a little bit lower on August 19th, $2,099, and then $2,127 on August 23rd. Now, remember, these are all auctions. So these are legitimate prices. These aren't people popping them at buy it now. Now, $2,127, that's a huge drop. That's a huge drop from the $3,655 that it was, but that is still significantly higher. That is a, what, what were we at? $2,127. That's $500 more than the PSA 10 Marco Liciano, and that is $500 more than the BGS 9.5 of the same card of Julio Rodriguez. Now, Julio is the number two prospect. Marco Luciano is the number five prospect. And at least they've been performing well. Luciano, not so much in high A, but still basically the same stats that Jason Dominguez has in low A. And Luciano performed well in low A. And here is my problem with both the MLB pipeline and the Bowman Crow market is that people are always looking for the next guy and willing to spend huge money on the next guy that they don't pay attention to what's in front of them, mainly Marco Luciano and Julio Rodriguez. Julio Rodriguez. I'm much more confident in these two guys being quality major leaguers than I am in Jason Dominguez. I would save the $500 and buy a Julio Rodriguez all day, every day. I know he plays in the Mariners, not the Yankees. I know he's not nicknamed the Martian, but I have a lot more confidence in Julio than I do in Jason Dominguez. And <clears throat> the fact that he's ranked the 17th prospect and the fact that he is performing so poorly and the fact that he is so expensive blows my mind. I get it. I get it. But there's a stupid amount of money being spent in the hobby and a stupid amount of money being spent on people always looking for the next great thing instead of looking for the great things right in front of their faces. Um, and so bear that in mind. The one interesting thing here is some of these we don't really have too many prices close to when the we have prices here. Tristan Casas, um, that's pretty close or past when the MLB pipeline thing came out and his prices rose. Jason Dominguez, on the other hand, MLB pipeline came out and his prices have dropped despite being the number 17th prospect. So it doesn't always help to be ranked highly. It's not always a boon for guys. Moving on to Tristan Casas. And we are not looking at his refractor auto. There wasn't enough sales. We are looking, though, at his base auto. Now, Tristan Casas, 18th ranked prospect, big time Red Sox prospect. Red Sox prospects are always hot. Red Sox players, not so much. Rafael Devers, forever undervalued. Mookie Betts, forever undervalued. But their prospects, people like them. Now, Tristan Casas, 18th ranked player. And sure enough, in two games in high A, he had a 1429 OPS in two games. Woo. Um, in A ball in 2019, he had an 820 OPS. That's really nice as a 19 year old. Now he is a 21 year old, but do I rank that as the 18th prospect? Probably not. Now he's a 21 year old, two years older. Obviously, we lost a year to COVID. He's playing in double A. And he's hitting 274, 361, 415 with a 776 OPS. And he is a first base only prospect for the most part. Um, <clears throat> he can play some third base, <clears throat> but he has not played third base this year. So first base only prospect in Tristan Casas, only having a 776 OPS. And so 
I'm struggling to see where why they ranked him where they did. Like, I get it. It's not always stats. It's going to be potential. It's going to be tools, all that. But how can you rank a first base only guy that high who's also not performing well in your midseason performing well? He's doing fine, 70-76 OPS. But he's not performing great enough where you can say to yourself, wow, his production and his position uh, counteract counterweigh his you know, potential, and therefore we're going to give him number 18. That shouldn't be how it works. I have a huge gripe with this, but let's look at the prices. Remember, this is a base auto. This is not a refractor auto, but it still wouldn't be that much higher, maybe 300 bucks or so for the refractor auto. Now, we're looking at it, and we're looking at a six-month time period, and there's some peaks and valleys here, 189, 151, 192, 147 and then we 187 then we rose actually 220 and then we dropped and then the list came out and we went to a six month high of 224 dollars and three cents on two sales you can see that little two in the parentheses there if you're wondering what that means that means there's been two sales on that day and this is the average price of the two 224 dollars and three cents now here is my problem with this right here is that $224 is a healthy price if you're the number 18th prospect and you deserve to be the number 18th prospect. But does he deserve it? I don't think so. He's first base only. We've looked at a lot of first base only guys over the years. And even if they start out hot, shout out Pete Alonzo, they end up dropping off the map and not a ton of people are looking to invest in Pete Alonzo right now. And there's not nearly as much hype around him. And even not first base only, but also... DH type guys, corner outfield type guys that are DHs, looking at you, Jordan Alvarez, looking at you, Eloy Jimenez. Um, I love Eloy, don't get me wrong, I love Jordan, but there's just not a ton of hype around them um, in the hobby. Not huge money to be made off of guys whose bats are so good. And Tristan Casas, I don't think, has a chance to become as good as Eloy Jimenez or Jordan Alvarez. Might have a chance to become as good as Pete Alonso, but that's a whole nother story. And so... For me, 225 bucks for a BGS 9.5 base auto. Refractor is probably like 300. Pretty poor deal. When you compare it to these, it seems normal because, you know, he's the 18th prospect and he's cheap. Jason Dominguez is the 17th prospect and he's absurdly expensive. And so I just think it's interesting to take one of these non-international, non-super hype guys and compare it. He's top 20 prospect also. And yet he is so much cheaper than these other guys. And that was another interesting point is that it seems to me international guys always sell super, super high. And if you are in the draft, doesn't matter who you are, it takes a long time to get up to high prices and you likely won't get up to those high prices. I mean, Adley Rushman, I don't know what he's selling at, but I don't think he's probably selling at 1600 bucks for a refractor auto. You know what I'm saying? Now he's a catcher and he plays on the Orioles, but still. Um, so Tristan Casas, I don't um, 776 OPS doesn't deserve to be here, but the price is fine considering where he's at. I wouldn't pay it, I would not pay it, but that's okay. And that brings me to the last guy. And the point I want to make with Tristan Casas is really for Corbin Carroll here. And so let's look at Corbin Carroll's stats. <clears throat> now take these stats with a grain of salt, but 
Two years ago, 2019, he played 120 games between A and A plus as a 19-year-old, and he killed it. Nope, just kidding. I'm looking at the wrong stats. All right, Corbin Carroll. Two years ago, as an 18-year-old between rookie ball and low A, he played 42 games and he killed it. 9-9 the OPS in 11 games in high in A ball in A ball and in rookie ball in 859 OPS. That's perfectly fine for an 18-year-old kid getting his first experience of minor league baseball. And then you go on from there. And in 2020, he started out hot in high A. He only played seven games, but he had a 435 on uh, batting average, 552 on base, 913 slugging, good for a 1465 OPS. Obviously, again, seven game sample size. That being said, his power looked like it was coming around. He had already had a double, two triples, and two home runs in those seven games. He looked like he was going to take high A by storm. And remember, he's performing significantly better in high A as a 20-year-old than Marco Luciano is as a 19-year-old or Jason Dominguez is as an 18-year-old in low A. Um, And so he's kind of on the same path those guys are on. Marco Luciano will probably repeat high A next year as a 20-year-old like um, like like Corbin Carroll. And then also, you know, maybe Jason Dominguez is past that point. But if he doesn't perform well, they're not going to just call him up to double A. And so they could all be on the same level. And Corbin Carroll is performing really, really well. Corbin Carroll is performing really well compared to his peers around the same age. And then he got injured. He got injured and he has not been playing. It's disappointing because he could be way higher up these lists. And this is the point I want to bring up is that when we're looking at the graph, he is the 22nd prospect, 21st prospect. He was top 25. I think he was 21. And, you know, we have this list and it was $128.50. And then it dropped. And this is a year here in September of last year. And then it rose a little bit higher, 158, 132, no sales for a while. And then in July, July, $300. Somebody paid a hefty price. They believe in Corbin Carroll. And then down to 250. And here is my issue is that $250 is $25 more expensive than the base auto of Tristan Casas. Now, Tristan Casas has more power, significantly more power, but Corbin Carroll was showing power, and he has like almost top-the-line speed. His hit tool is amazing. His eye is amazing. He should play excellent center field defense. So how much do you value a guy like Tristan Casas, who should, who's a power-only first-base guy, I mean, power only is a little bit probably too harsh, maybe too harsh. Um, He does take a solid amount of walks, so that was too harsh. But that being said, power and walk first baseman. Um, And regardless of how good he is at defense, he's still only a first baseman. Corbin Carroll, on the other hand, center field, speed, batting average, on-base percentage, and potentially power. You know, he could hit 30 doubles, five triples, 15 home runs in the year, get up to 50 extra base hits, be an absolute stud, steal a ton of bases, yada, yada, yada. The list keeps going. Corbin Carroll is a significantly better prospect than Tristan Casas right now, in my mind, and he's probably a significantly better prospect than Jason Dominguez right now, in my mind. And so for me, I know he's been injured. 
Um, but what he showed in these last two years, I would move him up past 17 and 18 and put him ahead of Jason Dominguez and Tristan Casas. And I would be paying way more. $250, I would pay that all day than paying $225 for a base auto of Tristan Casas. I would buy like 10 of these over buying one Jason Dominguez. Like there's always steals out there in the Bowman Chrome market. And if you compare these two guys, he doesn't have the hype, obviously. He doesn't play for the Yankees, obviously. But right now for me, the type of prospect he is and his production make him a much safer bet for me than like a Jason Dominguez and especially a Tristan Casas. And so there's so many interesting things that happen in the Bowman Chrome market. So many things that don't make sense. And this is one of them. Julio Rodriguez and Marco Luciano being cheaper than Jason Dominguez is one of them. Tristan Casas being as expensive as he is and being the number 18 prospect is one of them. And so I just wanted to bring up a bunch of different points today, a bunch of different like, you know, hey, look at this. This is ridiculous because in the Bowman Chrome market, you're going to find things that don't make sense all the time. And you're going to find things that are swayed, not Julio Rodriguez or not Jason Dominguez because his prices weren't swayed. But you're going to find things that are swayed by top 100 prospect lists and top 100 prospect lists have like a 70% failure rate, you know? Um, it's really hard to hit on top prospects. And a lot of these guys you invested are going to be failures. And so for me, I try to find guys that are performing well. I might not get in at the cheapest rate. You know, if a guy's $75, but he's in rookie ball, I'll wait till he gets up to a ball. If he starts performing well, sure. I'll pay in $90 instead of 75. If I believe in him at that point, I'm not always going to get in the lowest, but I'm also not going to get taken for a ride for $2,500. If Jason Dominguez doesn't flip it around. And so be careful when you are using top hundred prospect lists. And this is a point I should have brought up last week. Be careful when you're using it. We talked about how uh, current draft picks always get rated highly. And then they usually drop down the list. And, um, there's, you know, points you need to be careful with all times on top 100 prospect lists. They're not the end all be all, especially the MLB top 100 prospect list. I have gripes with this every single year, and it seems to be the one that's the hottest list for people to use. Unfortunately, in the Bowman Crow market, where people use that to base their investments, and I just don't think that's a great idea. I have complaints all over. The top 10 is pretty good, except for Marcelo. I don't really know if he should be in the top. 10 prospects, especially considering Francisco Alvarez and Noel B. Marte are behind him. That aside, there's huge risks all over, but even in the top 25, you're looking at guys that are performing better than guys ahead of them, and yet they're cheaper than the guys ahead of them because of hype and notoriety. And so when you're looking at these lists, take them with a grain of salt, look at multiple lists, Look at Baseball America. Look at fan graphs. Look at your local newspaper or something. I don't know if they have lists. But get more points of reference than just me and just MLB Pipeline because this is how you end up spending $2,500 on a Jason Dominguez when a Corbin Carroll, who's probably a better prospect right now, maybe not as much upside, maybe not as much hype, but a better player, better prospect right now is a tenth of the price. And you can probably make pretty good money once Corbin Carroll gets called up to double A and dominates there too. So this is all I have today. A little bit of a rant there at the end. But 
enjoy it. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this Thingy Corners today. I will talk to you guys again next time.